Revolutionary Network Podcast 581. What steroids do you dislike? This is going to be a fun one we're going to talk about. Uh, a couple of you have messaged us. You're like, you're always talking about these steroids and, and all this stuff. Why don't you talk about do an episode on ones you don't like? And um, you can come. So I, let me just start out by saying this. I'm going to bring in Momster early on this. But let me just start out saying this. Look, we're all different. We all have different goals. We're all going to have different experiences. Just because Momster and I might dislike a certain steroid doesn't mean that you're not going to like it. And vice versa, you might dislike a steroid and Mobster and I might like it. So um, let's really get off our high horse on this one. And um, some people are like that for some reason in life. They're like, you got to buy this car. And then the person will buy a different car. And they'll be like, why don't you listen to me? It's like, dude, this person might want this type of car. This That person might want that type of car. Doesn't make them right or wrong. Doesn't make you right or wrong. Everyone has different goals when it comes to this. So we're going to we're going to like different things. So I've got a handful of steroids I'm going to talk about and explain why I dislike them. And then I'm going to bring in Mobster right now to, to, to start us off on this show. I agree, I agree with Steve, what Steve just said. And, and without naming a particular steroid, I'm going to say that uh, and Steve knows which one it is because it's bad to be on the list. What terrible side effects we've discussed for this particular steroid is for some people, is literally what I just said. They can't handle the side effects, Steve. And yet others, they like how that feels. And they like how it feels because it literally feels to them like something's fucking happening. It literally feels, listen, my body feels crazy. So, so I know there's something going on. I know that I'm going to kill it in the gym. It doesn't matter how toxic or or sweaty, or whatever they feel. So Steve's right. And then even stuff, look, the, the individuality thing that Steve discussed, if I'm 25% or 30% body fat, and you're 10% body fat, and we take this self-same dose, trust me, so the 25 or 30% body fat person is going to struggle by comparison. So like Steve says, the individual response is is there. I've always done well on low dosages. There are smaller athletes at my, my local gym, and it would be a great example of this. And and we know someone else on the forum is exactly like this. Very similar physiques when they're in competition shape and they take a shed load. I could not handle what they do. That is literally the individual response. So, Steve, come back in with a couple of yours and then we'll discuss why. Yeah, my cat would let me after uh, jumping on the uh, jumping on here. <laughs> my cat's my cat wants attention right now. But listen, at the end of the day. I'm going to have to go with Superdrol as uh, my number one dislike steroid. I just think it's a shitty steroid. Um, and and uh, here, here's the thing. Like when you use Superdrol, you're going to have like crazy strength increases like within a week and a half on it. Your strength is going to go sky high. And, you know, but you're going to feel like shit. Like it's just a nonstop fatigue feeling it feels like you basically have the the a, the a flu like non-stop it's horrible and you know you're not gonna sleep good on it you're not gonna have a good appetite on it you're just not gonna want to like do cardio 
it kills your body and it speeds up your heart rate and it inflames all your organs. It's just a nasty, nasty steroid. And I'm going to tell you something. I ran like 20 to 30 milligrams. I ran this, this stuff a couple of times. I ran super a couple of times. I would run it 20 to 30 milligrams. I might do 40 milligrams on a, on a heavy day. If I was doing a heavy leg day or heavy chest day or something, I throw in an extra 10 milligrams in there. So I found the difference between 20 to 30 to 40 being huge. Like it was unbearable. 40 milligrams was unbearable. 30 milligrams was unbearable up to 80%. And then 20 milligrams was like unbearable up to 60%. But it was like, you feel like death on super droll. And the amount of damage that you're doing to your body when you're running super droll. It's just nasty. So I ran it twice. I don't think I was able to get much further than three weeks on it, mobster before I was like, I can't take this shit anymore. I just feel like crap on it, like fatigue, no energy, just dragging. And I hate that. So that's what I'm going to have to say. But listen, the results are fucking amazing. Like I was stuck. I remember I was stuck on a plateau on my bench press like I was stuck there for months and I never thought I'd break through that plateau. And I literally went on super draw and like two weeks later, I like smashed through that plateau. Like it was like nothing. So it's like this stuff works amazingly well, but I don't, I'll never touch that stuff again. It is just too damn toxic. I hate it. How about you, monster? Yeah, go ahead. I actually added super Joel just before we started the podcast. And, and the reason for that was, and I've stated this on other shows, when Superdroll become available to the market as a legal, Steve, over-the-counter, quote-unquote, pro-hormone, which it isn't, it's on the steroid, uh, the issue for me wasn't so much the side effects, although even back then, Steve, they were kind of well-known. So you was rolling the dice when you did the things and took Superdroll. The issue for me was a lot of individuals, because it was over-the-counter, treated it as safe and treated it as a pro-hormone and not as a steroid that it actually was. So they kind of saw us in a perverse way, and without meaning to sound unkind, they made they made a rod for an own back, Steve, by treating it as something else other than what it was, and therefore almost asked for the side effects. So on my list, and these are much the harsher steroids, and a fun, ironically, Steve, I've actually tried all three, but on my list, one of the drugs I wrote, that was Halo or Halo testing. Now, the reason for this is thus. It, it forced, and I've actually tried it and didn't get much from it. But back in the day, again, especially for powerlifters, this drug was amazing for making you aggressive and really, really, this is when you used to see the guys headbutting the bar, Steve, and kind of, all, you know, getting nosebleeds and all this kind of fucked up shit. Now, that still happens, but a lot less frequent than it used to be. We didn't have social media. We didn't have mobile phones. And yet these videos still made their way onto via YouTube and documentaries and whatever else. And Halo was the one that was at You didn't run it for a long period of time, but it kind of made you edgy and aggressive. And that's, that's, the other two drugs I've actually got on my list are very similar in terms of how you feel, which is kind of toxic. But did it make you stronger for powerlifting? 100% you got stronger. No doubt about it. The issue is, of course, running it too long uh, any of the drugs that i've written down steve 
that work for powerlifting, work for strength, make you kind of crazy and fucked up. You should not run them for longer periods of time. And the problem occasionally with the internet, with social media, with even podcasts, is that people are out there going, if it makes me stronger in two weeks, I want to run it for four weeks and for six weeks. And what I did like when I first started researching stories, I would see, and again, all of these drugs, but specifically two of them for strength, Steve, what I did see sensibly at that time was that the experts that were using them to get crazy strong in their peak weeks for powerlifting weren't suggesting that you run these drugs for long periods of time. So the issue is thus. A, you're going to feel like shit, but crazy, crazy strong. And B, run them for short periods of time. Halo testing for sure, Steve. I'll throw in another one, and I've actually used this, but literally just for the day of a competition. And it's pro I think it's one of, if not, one of the top three, and I'm talking about every steroid that's ever existed, I think there's only two more that are arguably worse if you were to take them for more than two weeks. And that's check, check drops. I can't remember. Is it Mirilla Bone, Steve's the proper technical name? Absolutely do not run this unless you're powerlifted or doing strength type stuff that I was. And Steve, I would run, It's and this is how crazy potent this stuff is, micrograms. It's 200 micrograms so one fifth of a milligram on the day of a competition lasts for about eight hours again the few bits of research i found recommended you never use this for more than two weeks and trust me was i aggressive certainly the first time i used this steve there exists possibly on an old cell phone somewhere a video of me running up and down and effing and c-u-n-t-n and god knows what else for about a minute after making a lift. And that was pure check drops, pure out-and-out -out aggression. And I, I liked that, <laughs> which is great, for the day of a competition only. Can you imagine, Steve, if people talk about how they feel on trend, and that's the other one, running around and how they're chasing after skirt all the time, they're looking at women when they should be, you've called trend a relationship breaker. Can you imagine what you'd be like in terms of your wanting possibly to fight or that sort of aggression i had it literally and this is the way that i used it for one day of a competition in terms of toxicity like i said it's possibly the third most toxic steroid you can possibly take no recommendations over two weeks and i, I would not want to think about how bad i would feel if i was running this as an actual cycle the damage that I'd be doing, and possibly, as I've implied, the bloody aggravation I'd be getting, arcing with people in supermarkets, arcing when you're parking your car, all that kind of fucked up shit. It's deliberately used by strength athletes like myself for that peak level of strength one day of competition when you almost want that level of aggression. But do I want to be like that all the time in my life? Absolutely not, Steve. Talk about trend, because I know that we've both got experience, but you've got a little bit more experience in terms of it's great, but it's also <laughs> you've got to be really, really careful in terms of we like it, but we dislike it. I think you've discussed getting shoulder injuries because you got so strong on it, but likes it at the same time for how strong you did get. Yeah, and look, I'm not going to, you know, say I dislike trend, but I dislike certain things about trend. And one of the things I disliked on it, it was just feeling like you have a fever, like 24 seven on it. And I can't stand that feeling. Um, and it, it sucks. You're always thirsty on it. Like, it's like, you can't drink enough on it. 
you can't hydrate. You never feel hydrated on it. And it's like it absolutely destroys your cardio. If you have if you have an active lifestyle, it's absolutely brutal on your cardio. And, you know, I just I don't know, man. I just it just doesn't make any sense for me based on my lifestyle. But I've run it previously back when I did a lot of powerlifting, back when I was bulking and stuff. And it's a tremendous steroid for that. But I mean, it's a horrible steroid if you if you like to do a lot of activities and you like to do a lot of, a lot of outdoor stuff it can really really screw you up. And look, if you get on this stuff, like I went I went one time, and I was deep into my trend cycle, and I went deep sea fishing, and I got seasick as did most of the boat. It was pretty pretty rough out there, and we were about thirteen miles offshore, and. Uh, it's an eight hour fishing trip. So I spent seven hours of that having both diarrhea and throwing up and my pee was brown. Okay. Literally I could have, I could have died. I could have literally died from like liver failure or kidney failure. That's how bad it was at that point. So never, ever, ever, if you're on trend, do anything like that, that that's going to through anything. I wouldn't go traveling to another country or traveling on a plane or anything it would the risk of you getting let's say you went on a plane you took an eight hour flight on a plane you got seasick you got a uh, air sick and you're throwing up even just throwing up once while you're on trend can be dangerous because you're going to become you're already dehydrated when you're on trend and by throwing up now you're even more dehydrated if you have diarrhea or anything like that that causes dehydration it can really get dangerous. So you have to really be careful on trend. You got to basically walk on eggshells when you're using trend. And uh, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're going to be that uh, miserable. And that was a miserable experience that, that I went through. And it ruined my entire fishing trip all because of, of trend. I blame trend for that 100%. And it messes with your gut. Um, it causes a lot of people have issues with trend because it causes gut problems. And it's not your imagination. It does. It's so inflammatory in the body that it causes problems with that. So Mobster touched on that. And I'm going to get into my next one that I dislike. Yeah. I mean, look, Steve, I, as I said, I recently used the trend as part of my cutting stack and it was absolutely effective. But the, the stack I did straight afterwards, as some of you listeners will know from the forums, uh, the bulk one, and I'm going to touch on this now, Steve, um, was the highest amount I've used of two drugs that I absolutely love. But the problem was the amount. So, for example, and I've made, made a note here, Steve, literally sometimes the dose is the difference between having a great response physically in terms of you, you're strong as hell, you've put on pounds of muscle, etc., but you feel toxic as fuck. And just do two or 300 milligrams a week less, you're still getting great results, but you feel better. Let me give you an example of that, right? So it's one of those stupid gym stories that you hear, Steve. And I was there when the person was being pointed at in the gym. So there were young persons coming to the gym, in my opinion, almost certainly under the age of 25. So too young, really, to be using anything. And the gym owner says he's just pinned four mil, so anywhere between 800 and 1,200 milligrams of whatever testosterone it was, into his quad. And the next time I see the gym owner, he says, guess what? He hasn't been back. So literally just putting formula fluid in would have been, as we say, 
metaphorically and literally a pain in the ass. And the fact of the matter was he must have put somewhere between 800 and 1,200, as I just said, milligrams in. Now, if that's your first ever jab and you've got zero experience, no idea how you respond, Steve, it's going to be almost like a kind of shock to your body. Not only the formula fluid sitting in your quad somewhere, but how you, you've got no idea how your body's going to respond. You would have been better off with one. So sometimes, guys, it isn't even the steroid itself. It is literally how goddamn much you've put in in one go or how goddamn much you're putting in over the week. So sometimes it is literally, I mean, we discussed this on show, Steve, when we try to get our heads around how much drugs have been found in a dead bodybuilder system, George Peterson being the obvious example with EQ, 2,000 milligrams or something, and that was in the, the blood test after he died. The one with the Dallas McCarver death, death attack, Steve, when he says, I just can't imagine the sheer amount that he was having a pin every single week in order to be where he was. Sometimes it is just a volume, the volume of fluid and the sheer volume of milligrams that you guys are considering putting into your system. It is a lot easier to love a, a PED if you're only using 300, 400, 500, 600 milligrams a week. But you will hate sometimes how you feel on a 1,000 11, 1,200 milligrams. So sometimes it is just that sheer volume and doubling your dosages. Guys, we see this a lot. If I take X and X may be put on five pound, and if I take two times X, I'll put on 10 pound. You might, but you probably won't. But you're almost certainly going to get two times the side effects. So a drug can go from one of your favorites, PDs ever, and the response was amazing to your shit list really, really quickly, just based on the higher, the, the, the much higher dosage than you're used to. And the side effects are doubled up. And now it's a 24 hour a day thing of feeling like shit and not sleeping and whatever else. Guys, and I will touch on this lastly if I bring you back in. Sometimes just at a great stack adds so much muscle to you that you end up struggling with sleeping or, Steve said, digesting food and whatever else. And that turns a perfectly successful cycle. You put on 10 pounds of muscle into hell, not because the toxic feeling from the PEDs. No, you feel great. There's no problems, no pip, no night sweats, no whatever. It's just the fact that you've added so much muscle and has such a successful cycle that your body's struggling to compensate with the 10 pounds or struggling to compensate for the crazy stuff you're doing down the gym. And then that makes the cycle harder to get through. What do you think, Steve, if you've got any more as well? So the next one I'm going to talk about that I dislike is Winstrol. And look, Winstrol, at the end of the day, it's a great steroid pro bodybuilders mobster who are cutting into their contest physique competitors. They love Winstrol. It's an amazing steroid for cutting down. If you want to get ripped, if you want to get rid of the, if you want to strip your body of the water weight and have no water in those muscles and have it be just rock hard and vascular, great, great option. But I don't fucking like Winstrol. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Number one, I never get headaches. Winstrol gave me headaches. Number two, I never have joint problems. Winstrol gave me joint problems. Number three, I never lose my head hair. Winstrol caused my head hair to come out like crazy. Number four, I never have prostate issues. Winstrol caused me to have prostate issues. So it's the most... I would say it's the most 
side effect steroid that people don't think has side effects. And the reason people don't have side effects is back when they were doing these side effect charts, all right, on these anabolic steroids, they'd have Winstrol be lower on the list. And it'd be like a, a rank of four or five or six, whatever, seven, eight, whatever it happened to be. Depending on which one you're looking at, because back in those days, they th those those charts are parroted. They've been parroted over the course of decades, and the reason they had Winstrol listed as not having side effects is because it did not aromatize into estrogen, which is true. It doesn't, so you don't have to worry about estrogenic side effects on Winstrol, but you do have to worry about the DHT side effects. And you do have to worry about the androgenic side effects with Winstrol. So it comes with a lot of side effects. And those DHT side effects are very, very, very uh, strong. All right. And so you have to you have to realize that going into it. And a lot of the old timers, mobster back in your day, they'd be like, well, Winstrol doesn't have side effects. Well, why doesn't it have side effects? Oh, well, it didn't give me bitch tits. It doesn't give me water retention. You know, well, yeah, no shit, because it doesn't aromatize into estrogen. But that doesn't mean a steroid doesn't still come with side effects just because it doesn't do that. Trend doesn't aromatize into estrogen, but it still causes a shitload of side effects. Super troll, doesn't aromatize into estrogen, but it still causes a shit ton of side effects. So that's the I would say that that's a misconception about Winstrom Mobster, and that's why I hate that fucking steroid. I won't run it again. No, I, I like just the hair and the the joint reasons alone are reasons I don't want that yeah. shit again because I can't stand working out and doing an arm curl and feeling my Damn. elbows being dry. I, I don't agree with that. Same thing with squats. I'm not going to dry out my knees and dry out my head. when I'm doing squats. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. It's dangerous. It can lead to major problems when you don't have lubricated joints and it's just not a good idea. I want to jump back in here, Steve. And, and the reasons why I dislike these drugs is not actually for the side effects, perversely, right? And in a couple of examples that I'm about to give, buddies of mine have used the exact same PED and, and loved it, and I didn't. So I said, why, why do I dislike these ones? Because time and effort, Steve, testing Amphate did nothing for me. And if I'm spending the same amount of money as my buddies are, and if I'm spending the same amount of time in the gym training and putting out effort and whatever else, and I'm not getting a fucking response because for whatever reason, it just doesn't suit my setup. And I'm, I just literally, oh, this is great. I'm, my strength's going for the roof. Nice for you, motherfucker. But what about me? Nothing's happening. I'm using the same dose, the same product, the same source. I got nothing for it. So I, 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 I put down Halo again, Steve, because I've used Halo. And funny enough, I was using it for a strength competition. I was expecting and looking forward to the, the, the level of uh, aggression. Nothing. And the last one on that list where it didn't seem to have any effect for me, but it might have done when I was younger, but obviously it hadn't at this particular point in my career, in my, my, my time of lifting weights, was Anadrol. And Anadrol for some people is absolutely amazing. Halo testing for some people is absolutely amazing. And testing that for my buddies was great. But for me, it was nothing. So there's that and possibly, Steve, when the drugs you're using are underdosed. Think of the time that you spend in the gym. Think of how long you did research before you decided to take PDs and all the kind of stuff that you're supposed to do, like we advised on this podcast. 
and you're in the gym absolutely trying to kill it, Steve, and you, you're out <laughs> several hundreds of dollars and nothing fucking happens. So why, that's definitely on my, I hate them then because even when they've been legit and nothing's happened, that's time, energy, and definitely money wasted for me. So those three, for that reason alone, would be on that list. Not necessarily for the side effects because I didn't feel anything from him. Didn't seem to have any effects. So definitely wasn't feeling any side effects. And yet, again, as I say, in the testing amphite is a great example. My buddies absolutely loved it. They, they, they said, combination of what they were doing, that they saw strength increases at the gym. I was there. I, I saw them physically say, this is great, and so on and so forth, but it did nothing for me. Do you have anything like that, Steve, where you absolutely trusted the source and just didn't feel that the steroid was working for you? Um, I, I, I Not really. Um, I think maybe, maybe Halo. Yeah, same thing with Halo as your experience. I didn't think it was that great compared to some of these other steroids that I've done. I mean, trend to me blew it away and super draw blew, blew it away when it came to strength. So, but I could see where you're coming from too. I think, um, you know, Primo, Primo, you know, was underwhelming for me, but some people loved it. Um, it didn't really, to me, it didn't justify the cost. So I'd go with Primo as well. Um, but, um, I'm going to add one more before we finish up and that this isn't an anabolic steroid, but it's used a lot. And that's clen, clenbuterol. And I think clenbuterol is one I dislike. So I've run clenbuterol twice and I gave it a shot. Each time I ran it, I said, I'm never running this shit again. You know, so absolutely miserable on it. Felt like I was going to die from the heartburn on this stuff. I get heartburn like every evening and I never get heartburn. This stuff gave me heartburn it absolutely murdered my cardio. Like I wasn't able to do cardio on this stuff. I didn't like the way it made my me jittery. My it made my hands like tremble. So I think it's a miserable, miserable drug. And I think eighty or ninety percent of you who use Clen will would agree. But there is that ten or fifteen percent of you that like, oh yeah, I love Clen. I get really good results on Clen. But for me, it's just a miserable. I'd rather fast for ten days. Just do a fucking water fast for ten days. Then run clen, you know, and be miserable on it the whole time. I'd rather go run like 10 miles a day, mobster, and go through, you know, running like that than run clen. There's just so many better ways to lose weight than than using clen. It's just a miserable, miserable drug. And it was never designed for fat loss or anything like that. It's just been one of those drugs that people started using and i just think it's like i think it's trash and more and more people are are not using it but like i said there's a small percentage of you who will get good results on clan but i not only didn't get any results on clan it also just made me miserable and just killed my cardio and killed my heart health in the process let so me jump in yeah, steve yeah. i've got one more but i'm going to comment on the clan as well right and i've actually said this on other shows and on the forums so Seeing young ladies, plump young ladies, come to the gym and they haven't got enough time, which is a huge mistake, guys and girls. Six weeks for a wedding, six weeks for a holiday. Motherfuckers, you should have been complete. You should have been doing your diet in January, ready for the summer. So 100% agree with Steve. Clen has been the quote-unquote miracle cure. It's going to shift the fat, da-da-da-da-da. They go home, they take it, they listen. They even do the right doses and everything else. And they're sitting on the sofa 
with the symptoms or the sensation of anxiety. And they don't realize that any drug that shifts the fat off you in that particular way is going to have an effect on your sense of well-being to the point where you are going to feel uncomfortable just sitting there doing nothing. And as you were talking, Steve, the other drug, which, funny enough, neither of us mentioned till now, and it's only because you talked about it then, I was reminded, and it's a no-no on our forums, which would be DNP, Steve. It's right up there with Clen. I accept, I think Clen's less likely to fucking kill you and fuck you up. So there are, I'm just going to quote a couple of horror stories and then very quickly the sort of way that you're going to feel on DNP. So horror stories are, and it's typical thinking of someone who's probably not even that overweight in a couple of examples I'm thinking of, Steve, where they've gone double the dose. There's a certain quote-unquote safe level per milligram, which I'm not going to talk about on the show because I think it's a shit drug. And people will double that without realizing just how fucked up it does crazy, stupid things to your body and how the reason that DMP was discovered as a quote-unquote fat-burning drug back in the day and so on and so forth, literally autopsies on people that were breathing it in at the factory where the product was being used in the manufacturing process for TNT and they were dying and the autopsies would cut them open and find out what looked like cooked meat inside their bodies. They weren't consuming it as we do for performance mm -hmm. enhancement purposes, for fat burning purposes. They were just breathing in the fucking fumes, Steve. So DMP again, uh, sitting there and the sweat that's coming out of you has got a colour to it. Having to have a jugs of ice water by your body. And the thing that makes this most ridiculous, above and beyond almost the danger and the side effects, is that in pretty much all the examples I've seen, Steve, they go, oh, I have a great results. So I've used these amount of milligrams. The fat just fell off me. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then within weeks, they've put the fat back on. The body's kind of reset itself. And, and a lot of examples, Steve, as I know that you know, because we've had this conversation, they actually put on more fat. The body's overcompensated for the stimulus that you had from the DNP. So let's say that they lost 20 pounds. They put it back on a few weeks after finishing the cycle, 25 fucking pounds. They end up in a worse state than they was before. They, they look chiseled for five minutes, a few weeks. It is just we we there are a few drugs in DMP is one of those that we just don't discuss on the forums. And DMP is above and beyond Clen for that particular one. Clen for me is absolutely like Steve said, if you're not used to it, if you get the dose even a tiny bit wrong, but especially when you're not used to it and you're expecting a quote unquote, you know, it's just any drug that knocks the fat off you properly is gonna kind of fuck you up. And a lot of people are out there thinking it's some kind of easy-to-take miracle cure for getting rid of fat, and then they don't realise, sitting there on the sofa, watching the TV, hitting Netflix, that they're going to feel like shit from taking it at the wrong time of day so they can't sleep, to just fidgeting and feeling anxious. So some of you would have run clean and done incredibly well. And if your diet's on point and your training's on point, it's going to be even more successful. And that is another mistake that some of the users that I'm talking about earlier on, Steve, they make. They're not dieting. They haven't changed their lifestyle. And then they get just really, really bad sensations. So there's definitely a couple that uh, you should avoid like the plague. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. 
the freedom of speech and the First Amendment apply.